The LA Clippers made it three wins in a row in the Summer League, and Kobe Brown was looking like Kobe Bryant in this game. 35 points in a 21-point comeback victory for the comeback clips looks like it translates to summer league gonna be talking about all that the w over the philadelphia 76ers on today's locked on clippers you are locked on clippers your daily los angeles clippers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Yes, sir. You are locking in with the clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team every day. I'm your host, Darren Viziri, born and raised in LA, going into my 19th season as a Clipper fan thus far. This fall, you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod and subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more LA sports, LA Clipper, and NBA and NBA history content. And Locked On Clippers is free and available on all your favorite podcast platforms including YouTube, and I want you to let me know what you thought of Kobe Brown's performance if you watched the game, or maybe even if you even just watched the highlights against the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm going to be getting into that, the game, how the Clippers were able to come back, and then obviously talking about all the other guys and their performances as well. But this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the best place to make daily entries against the Prize Picks projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. But let's get into the basketball stuff. So I know what you're probably wondering with this episode. We've just played the Lakers. Well, this episode is being recorded before that because I wanted to, since I didn't have an episode on the weekend, and I still want to give you five episodes this week, and it is summer. News is kind of slow right now. I definitely wanted to do an episode for each game. So Monday episode, talking the Sixers game where Kobe Brown went off. And then on Tuesday, that episode will be on the Laker game. Hopefully we get a win there. Hopefully we got a win there. But let's get into the 76ers game. And right off the bat, we gave the ball to Kobe Brown on the left block. And I really liked that little running hook I saw from him. And just how physical he was being on that left block. How aggressive he was being. And one thing I'm seeing from this guy already is he doesn't lack confidence at all. And that's really big, to not be afraid. And how could you be with the way this guy is built? An absolute Mack truck. He's listed at 6'6", but he looks, I mean, he's 6'6", but he's 6'6 and a tank. He goes right into the chest. He does not shy away from, actually, no, he's listed at 6'8", I'm sorry, and that's that he feels a lot more like 6'8 than 6'6, no doubt about it. But he is strong. And I like when he tries to go into the post. And you saw a lot of that in this game, especially on the left block. But what really impressed me about Kobe Brown in this game, and I think everyone is going to be talking about in terms of Clipper Nation, is that he was 7 for 10 from three-point range. And he was shooting 23.5% heading into the game from three in the summer league thus far so that's one thing that really impressed me and i mean they were all open shots don't get me wrong 
But that's all you need, right? That's all we want to see. It's not like we want Kobe Brown taking contested threes. There's not many players on our team we want taking contested threes. In the NBA these days, when you're surrounded by such great pick-and-roll players or shot creators, you are going to get a lot of open threes. And if you want to stay on the court, you got to do two things pretty well in today's game as a wing role player. you got to defend, and you got to be able to shoot the ball. And right now, what I'm seeing from Kobe Brown it looks like he may be able to do that. At least the defending part so far in the summer league has looked a little bit more reliable, but the three ball before this game had not been there. But what a performance by the guy. I mean, hitting three after three. In the beginning, he had hit two threes, and he was on two threes for a little bit, but it was really the second-half barrage of threes when we were coming back down 21 How about a little comeback clips even in the summer league? And he was one of the catalysts for that. And the main thing that impressed me wasn't even the three-point shooting. Because sometimes that can happen. You know, he's a professional basketball player. He's clearly improved his shooting in his last year at Mizzou. And you can have a game where you're really, really hot. And that was a game that he was really, really hot. I'm not saying he's... I'm not going to sit here and say he's a great three-point shooter now or even a good one. We need to see consistency. That's what matters. But that's obviously a fantastic sign that he was able to shoot 70% from three on 10 attempts after shooting so poorly. And I think the main thing is not even the result. It's the fact that he had the confidence to take those shots with no hesitation. He didn't let the 23.5% mark discourage him at all. And that's something you really like to see, a headstrong player with confidence. And I thought that defensively throughout this summer league and in this game, he's really impressed me. His one weakness seems to be that I don't know how well he's going to be able to keep up with some of the quick guards and really skilled best isolation players in the world type on the perimeter that we have in the NBA. He doesn't seem the quickest laterally. I mean, at his build, you don't expect him to be. But he does not seem bad. He does not seem like a cone. He does not seem like someone that can get exposed or taken advantage of. And the one thing is, you really got to blow by him. Because just having him on the side of you and trying to go into his chest, well, you bounce off back off of him. He is an absolute wall. And that's why I like him as kind of a, in the power forward role, as a help defender at the rim, like a secondary rim protector, because he has some good moments of verticality. He has really strong hands from the games that I've seen already. And his timing is not bad. His defensive instincts are pretty good. He seems to be very active, and his help defense is alert. He's ready to get his hands on the ball when it's around him. And in this game, that's demonstrated by the fact that he had four steals and two blocks. Four steals and two blocks. It says he had seven fouls in the game. Is that even right? Is that even possible? Do they have more fouls in Summer League? I don't Okay, I don't even know about that, but I, I swear I am looking at the box score, and it says he had seven fouls in the game. So I'm forgetting if he actually did. I was kind of skipping through. I was watching the game. You know, I didn't watch it live, so I was kind of skipping through the end of the... The the last five minutes took so long between the reviews and the fouls and whatnot because the Clippers, to make it into the playoff, needed to win by 13 points. We fell just short of that. And it was funny because we were really going for it all the way towards the end. But Kobe Brown's ability to hit threes and defend. I mean, four steals in two blocks? That's incredible amazing that's what you want to see his activity was great he was taking advantage of those steals going all the way finishing with authority I'm really liking what I'm seeing from him and I think this game you saw him being rewarded 
for how aggressive he's been in this summer league and how he's really not shied away from contact or shied away from getting shots up. And he's also, one thing he's done well the entire summer league has been rebounding. Eight rebounds again in this game to go along with his three assists. Also some really solid passes when he saw two bodies. Four steals, two blocks, and 35 points on an incredible 13 for 19 shooting, 7 for 10 from the line, and 2 for 2 from the foul line. Wow. Kobe Brown. What a performance by the 30th pick for your LA Clippers in a big time. 102-91 win over the Sixers, but coming up, going to be talking about the game, the team more so, how the Clippers came back, how they went so far behind. Going to be talking about that coming up. I got to tell you a little something about prize picks. Prize picks is the best daily fantasy entry app around. And how does it work? All you got to do is pick two to six players and predict if they will score more or less than their prize picks projections. And you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. You're not competing against any specific person. It's just you versus the projections available. And prize picks offers projections on just about any sport that you watch. It doesn't have to just be the NBA. It can be the NFL. It can be soccer. It can be MLB. It can be PGA. It can be WNBA, which is in full swing right now. Just download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code. Locked on for an instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars. All right, let's talk about the game as a whole. And I thought it was a typical solid start from the Clippers, from the starters Jason Preston, Xavier Moon, Jordan Miller. Kobe Brown and Bryson Williams starting in this game for the Clips. Musa Diabate still out with that rib contusion. So that's unfortunate. But solid start. It was the second unit that really fell behind for the Clips. Um, the players that came off the bench in this game, Renfro, Wallace, Matt Morgan, Castaneda, and Broderick Thomas in this game, so a little 10-man rotation for the Clippers with every player getting at least 10 minutes. And the Clippers just fell behind. It just felt like Philadelphia had more offensive firepower to them. They had guys like Jaden Springer, and that Greg Brown the third was all over the place, and he was blocking shots. And Lou King was playing pretty well, had 11 points. The second quarter was really ugly for us. It was 31-17 to in favor of the 76ers. They were up 56-41 to at the half. And they went up by as many as 21 points. And I thought it was over. It just felt so lifeless for the Clippers. They couldn't score. They were getting blocked at the basket. They weren't defending with the same pride that we'd seen over the course of the summer league. It was definitely their worst stretch of basketball that they've played in this summer league. 
And they just looked like they were defeated. They were second to loose balls. The Sixers were getting offensive rebounds. They were shooting better. And like so many Clipper teams we've seen over the last couple of years, this time it coming in the summer league, they didn't quit. They stayed in it. They fought. They tried their best. And they competed defensively and got themselves back in the game. And the one thing you've seen from Dante Jones' ball club here in the Clippers Summer League is they have defended with pride and with high effort for the majority of games. And that has really paid off. Our offense hasn't been incredible to watch, but our defense, the way we've been attached on a string, the way we follow the schemes, whenever we want to switch, we know when we want to switch. We know when we want to blitz. And in this game, we were blitzing a lot more. We also saw a lot of switching between Jason Preston and certain bigs, and they weren't really taking advantage uh, of those kind of mismatches with Jason Preston guarding bigger guys or Bryson Williams guarding a smaller guy, which actually did get taken advantage of a little bit. I didn't think it was the best game for Bryson Williams. Made a couple of mistakes, including when it got started to get really ugly. Uh, I shouldn't say really, it got started to get really ugly, but you just could see that the momentum was turning. He threw the ball away on an inbounds pass. It was a tough one, and we paid for it. He only had four points, uh, two rebounds, two assists, and two turnovers in just 12 minutes of play. So Renfro, who was the big off the bench for the Clippers, who only played in one game up to this point of the Summer League, he made a fantastic impact in the comeback with his effort. But the comeback started with the lineup of Matt Morgan, Renfro, Xavier Moon, Wallace, and Kobe Brown. And I thought Brown's defense was a part of that. I thought Xavier Moon, you know, he really just competes. He really competes. And even though he try, like guys try to overpower him, he takes the hits right to the chest, gets his body up upright, takes the contact well, has really aggressive hands. He doesn't shy away from anything. He's fearless. And I really like how he goes right to the rim. And you can see he has great burst. And he really has some fantastic elevation as well, getting rebounds. And when he does get to the rim, of course, naturally, he got blocked a couple of times. And in this game, he did make some more mistakes than in previous games. Let me see how many turnovers he had. Three. So there you go. It didn't feel like he had many turnovers in the previous games. don't have the stats in front of me on that. But he's been pretty good about taking care of the ball. And in this game, it felt like he made a little bit more mistakes. But... I thought he was really solid. And, of course, even though he wasn't doing the in-your-face in scoring in the fourth quarter in this game or even during the run, he was just helping by making the right basketball plays and competing. And I thought that Wallace added a really great punch off the bench. He played really good defense. His contests were good. His lateral movement was good. His fighting over screens was good. And he was knocking down open threes. And I also think Kobe Brown, he started to catch fire, whether it be in transition, a corner three, on the wing, top of the key, he was knocking those shots down, and the Clippers' second unit that got behind is actually, it was several of them that got them back in the game, and I thought Renfro was fantastic with his effort defensively and his rebounding. He had six rebounds in 13 minutes, and three of those were offensive rebounds, getting us extra possessions, and I really liked what I saw there. We outscored the Sixers 31-22 in the third quarter, and the fourth quarter was absolute lockdown and part of that was the Philadelphia 76ers just taking bad shots and just not really playing very smart basketball of course it is a summer league team these are young players but you saw them start to go cold and the Clippers went on a 21 to 6 run in this stretch 
The Sixers did come back with a little bit of an, okay, we're not going to just let you take over right away. But then the Clippers went on another 17-2 run to put the game away. And it was Kobe Brown making a huge three to put the Clippers up five that gave them that cushion. And I think the main stat you want to look at is that 13 points allowed in the fourth. They really clamped it up defensively. Really great one-on-one defense, good help defense, great communication, and just a team that's playing with such high effort. And that's something you like watching. It might not be the prettiest games, you know, from a shot-making perspective and an offensive perspective compared to, obviously, what you watch regularly with the NBA. But, man, these guys are really competing out there. And as a Clipper fan, it was an awesome win. 21 points down, two huge runs in the second half, shutting them down, and you see your number one pick go off for 35 points. I mean, that was fantastic. The defense was awesome, but coming up, going to be talking about the individual performances, looking at the box score, evaluating the players as individuals. It was obviously a great team win, 102-91. to Going to be talking about who stood out coming up. All right, so let's talk about the other guys. Just taking a look at this Clipper box score. The Clips shot 47% in the game and 39% from three, so really good to see them shooting the three ball well. For the Sixers, they only shot 38% from the field and 29.4% from three. The difference was they got twice as many free throws and made 25 out of 34. The Clippers were 14 for 17, so at least shooting the free throws better at 82% there. But the turnovers, 13 for the Clips, 12 for Philly. And yeah, the final score is 102 to 91. Let's talk about Jordan Miller, who I thought really struggled again. I, I mean, I think his defense is pretty good, but it's nothing that jumps off the page. Nothing that makes me say, this guy's going to be an NBA player. And his shot making, I mean, it's been several games now he's not shooting the ball well. He gets to the basket well. Like I can see him attacking closeouts and getting to the paint. But his foul line jumpers or his little push shots, his floaters with, you know, a defender coming to help and putting a hand up just haven't been falling. A lot of them very short. And in this game, he was 1 for 6 and 0 for 1 from deep. But he had 4 points, 7 rebounds, and 3 assists to go along with a steal. And only turned the ball over one time. So at least he was taking care of the ball. But he was pretty quiet. It's not like he was touching the ball that much. He played 25 minutes. And, I mean... He just wasn't very involved offensively. I will say this about him. He clearly shows the ability that he can make the right pass, whether it just be swinging the ball or attacking closeouts and then, you know, driving and dishing. But you need to be also a threat to score. Uh, And right now it doesn't seem like Jordan Miller is a threat to score and will be a threat to score at the NBA level. Now, granted, I've, I've already said he's not going to play rotation minutes for the Clippers this year like that. Neither will Kobe Brown, who obviously was amazing in this game. But you never know. With enough injuries in the front court, obviously not hoping that happens, you could see Kobe Brown. But Jordan Miller, I think he'll spend a lot more time with Agua Caliente in the G League. And I think his shot making is the biggest thing because he has the physical tools and I like his defensive chops. But it's nothing that's crazy enough to say... We need you on the court. As I said, I really see him as just a poor version of Amir Coffey right now. And I don't know if that sounds harsh, but let me know what you guys think. Jason Preston. 
So only 15 minutes in this game, which I was a little disappointed because I actually liked what I saw from Preston in this game. He had five points, four rebounds, four dimes, two for five from the field, only one three-point attempt and missed it. I want to see him shoot the ball more. I want to see him shoot the uh, jump shots more because my criticism of Preston and a lot of people's criticism of Jason Preston has been that he's not able to get to the rim. He's not able to turn the corner with any speed. He doesn't really have burst, doesn't really elevate at the rim like that. So against the NBA athletes, he's not really getting good looks. He's not really getting shots off. But I thought in this game, I saw more of an effort to turn the corner and get to the basket. And there were a couple of times where he got into the paint and made good passes and got to the foul line. There was one time where he attacked a closeout, went to the hole, got fouled, and went to the line where he missed one out of two shots. But... I liked what I saw, and he had this beautiful no-look pass in transition to Kobe Brown, uh, right-hand bounce pass. I still stand by what I said, that Jason Preston's the second-best passer on the team after Westbrook, but yeah, I still want to see more of him trying his best to get to the basket, turn the corner, and actually look to score so he's attracting real attention to create shots for other guys, but only playing 15 minutes. I think part of that was the momentum of the game. The run was made with him on the bench. Whether you think that's coincidence or not, that's up to you. Xavier Moon, talked about him a little bit already, but just continuing to be the Clippers, probably the most consistent and best player overall in these four games so far. 17 points for him, four rebounds, three assists, one steal, and a block. He was a plus 17 when he was on the court. Six for 16 from the field, two for seven from three. So as I said, it wasn't, the best game from him shooting the ball compared to these other summer league games, but he was still extremely impactful. Let me go to the bench. Matt Morgan, six points, three rebounds, two assists, and a steal. He was only two for eight from the field and one for five from three, but he played 17 minutes, and I thought he was a part of the really bad stretch in the first half, but the really good stretch in the second half that helped us get in the game. Um, He's an athletic guy. And then you have Renfro, who had two points and six boards in 13 minutes, on one for two shooting, and I thought his activity was fantastic on the glass and defensively in the game, and he was a huge part of the comeback. Castaneda, I thought he made some good plays as well. A really nice pass in the pick and roll to Xavier Moon in the corner, and then he had a three to start the fourth quarter. He had four points on one for four shooting, all of those shots being threes, but I thought his effort level was good, and he had a decent role in his 10 minutes, played the least amount of minutes of any of the Clipper players. And then Wallace, just fantastic off the bench. 14 points, 4 assists on 5 for 9 shooting and 2 for 5 from 3. And those two threes were really big in the moments that they happened because that was in the middle of the comeback. And he really helped spark that comeback. Had a nice emphatic dunk in transition as well. So 14 points, that makes him the third leading scorer on the Clippers after Kobe Brown and Xavier Moon. And then a guy that I've really enjoyed watching so far for the Clippers in this summer league is Broderick Thomas. I love the way he plays defense. His lateral movement's good. He's got great length and athleticism. He really plays physical, high effort, and he makes life tough on whoever he's guarding. And he just seems to be really, really all over the place. He hustles. He's playing hard. And in this game, it's shown with a stat line of 11 points, 6 rebounds, on 4 for 7 shooting in 21 minutes. I thought he was superb in the second half. Effort level through the roof. And it helped the Clippers get a 102-91 to win. But moral of the story, Kobe Brown. We got a player there, ladies and gentlemen. And I want to see how he does against the Lakers. The comeback clips, even in the summer league, you love to see it. But let me know what you thought of this episode. Let me know what you thought of the game. 
in the comment section. Locked on Clippers, free and available on all your favorite podcast platforms. Make sure you hit the notification bell and subscribe. So, you know, every single time we post a video and let's get up to 4K. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod and subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more Clipper, LA Sports, NBA, NBA history content. And that's all for this one on Tuesday. Thank you for making Lockdown Clippers your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show talking about the game against the Lakers. The age-old proverb continues, go Clippers.